You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hey guys, welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip after quite a long hiatus. Yeah. A little longer than expected. We're back. So where have we been, Riley? Uh, We have been in the country. We have been out of the country. (laughs) We've been here. We've been there. (laughs) We have been some places. (laughs) Let me tell you. Um, No, we've been kind of using this little bit of hiatus to get a ton of interviews done, which are going to be really fun and really exciting, and you guys are going to love them. We've connected with a bunch of people from pretty much like everywhere now, um, different kind of realms of sex work, and we're really excited for this season because I think... I know the people that we've had on for this season's interviews are just really, really cool individuals, and you guys are really going to love hearing from them, and we had a blast interviewing them. I think we're like eight in now, so we're quite a ways into the season. But we're just starting now. (laughs) Behind the scenes, we're quite a ways, and we've been doing things, okay? Yeah, we have um, Rachel Rampage that will be on this season, Palm Weezy or or Palmer, uh, Jules from Don't Fuck With Me. Uh, we have a house mom coming on. We have, yeah, just a ton of different people uh, that you guys are going to really love. So make sure to look out for all those coming up. So we have also been busy doing technical things and we are on Patreon, but I don't know much about it. Yeah. <laughs> this is Riley's domain, so I'm going to let her her tell you guys about it. We are also on video. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how hideous we look when yeah. we're recording. <laughs> Truly, we can't look like little gremlins anymore. Ugh. Like we usually I mean, do. we're like half gremlin right now. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, so we thought that'd be a fun little thing to throw in. For the Patreon subscribers, you guys can have the, the visuals with the audios and put uh, more of a face to the episodes, which I know a lot of you have been wanting. So yeah. hey, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Please don't leave us now. No, right. <laughs> what if we lose, lose listeners? They're like, oh. <laughs> oh boy it's always like a funny thing is like when you listen to a podcast you have such an idea about what these people look like and then you google it and you're either like okay yeah I can kind of see that or like oh this is not all what I had one of my in. biggest ones like obviously yeah we listen to a lot of podcasts and it's kind of like when you read the book and yeah. you like associate these like people you made in your head with like the characters and then you either watch the movie or they like they have like fan fiction where they cast them yeah, kind of like things, and you're like, oh wow, like I totally this is so different. Read that different. Uh, Jared Freed from You Up. Yeah, I never and and Jordan, Jordana Abrams, uh, the both both co like this both um, co hosts of that show. When I first listened, I pictured them so differently than they actually looked. Well, so that was a shocking one for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm a big fan of My Favorite Murder, and I listened to the podcast, but then I just saw pictures on the Instagram, but without them talking so I didn't know who was Georgia and who was Karen and then when I finally like they labeled it or um they had a video or something I had them switched around like whose voice matched which person right same with like morbid it's like an aunt and a niece duo I think on morbid okay yeah I'm pretty sure that's their like dynamic and their voices I find so similar that I find it so hard to know who's talking uh yeah so now you guys see what you look like yeah sorry (laughs) disappoint (laughs) so what else are some housekeeping things we have to go over right now 
um, on Patreon, we have also had a lot of listeners and followers message asking how they can tip us and kind of take 50 plus a tip into the actual act of it. And that is very nice that you guys want to tip us for all our very hard labor. And um, that's going to be something we're also going to have as an option on our link as well as the Patreon. So give us all your money. Yeah. Full stop, period. (laughs) (laughs) We've earned it. (laughs) And yeah, we also have been noticing that some of you guys will hashtag 50 plus a tip when you guys want us to see things or when something relates to us or if someone talks about podcasts and you want us to kind of get the recognition, which I think is super awesome. So please keep doing that. I will always like shout you back out or acknowledge you in some way if I see it. So yeah, definitely keep using the hashtag 50 plus tip because it's kind of cool to see it like show up random places in the corners of the internet. Oh, I didn't know we were a hashtag. We're a hashtag. Wow. Mostly me, but yeah. (laughs) Did we make it? (laughs) Have we made it? Are we famous? (laughs) (laughs) Please, no pictures. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, if on the kind of same train of thought, if you're following us from a secret account because you're not an open out there sex worker, um, I have been notorious for blocking or deleting any like male accounts, <laughs> like cis males get blocked a lot, any kind of like anti-sex worker or rude people get blocked constantly. So if you are on Instagram creeping through your, what do they call it? Like your f- Finsta or something? Finsta? Is that what they call it? No. Sorry? They call it something, like the fake Instagram accounts. Oh, I don't know. Is it a fan, a Finsta, a fake Insta? I don't know. Anyway, it's called something. If you're on that and you're not an asshole and you really are just creeping because you don't want to out yourself as a sex worker, throw me a DM and let me know. Um, I had one person, he was under a guy's name, so it got like blocked. And then she messaged me and she's like, hi, that's my account. Like, please don't block me. Like, I'm just trying to <laughs> You're like, ew, like, out. <laughs> get out. So I was like, okay, I apologize. Like, you can come back in Tom or whatever the fuck his yeah. name was. <laughs> but um, Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else do we have to tell them about? We've missed a lot of things. We missed Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day. We missed like all the holidays. Uh, you know, we were just yeah, like living our best damn. lives. I know. How was your, let's throw back to December. How was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? I don't fucking remember. I literally was, had, when I wrote that down, I was like, how was mine? <laughs> I think it was great. But like. um, no, it was good. I mean, I guess that was when Omnicron really began being rampant here in BC again. Um I spent it with just, like, close friends, I think. Just small dinners and Christmas movies, calling my parents and stuff. Um, yeah, how was yours? It was uneventful, really, I yeah. guess. But in a good way. Yeah, uneventful's good. I had a very chill um, Christmas and New Year's, from what I remember. What the fuck did I do? Right? I had a... Pretty chill, barely. I don't really remember. Oh, I went to a charcuterie and wine party, and I was in bed by 12.15. Love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Love that for you. Um, yeah, I had a very chill one. Uh, but yeah, sorry. It's been too long since the holidays to yeah. really recap you properly on them. Yeah, and then after Christmas, we and after New Year's in January, I think it was, we took off to Florida and spent pretty much the better part of, like, two months there, I guess. Yeah, like, we were there for a while. Yeah. We came back for a bit in between, then like took back off again. Yeah, we were like, you know what? This cold, it's not me. Yeah, these masks, this cold weather, not about it. 
And work had been like quite slow anyways, I found. So we weren't really missing much anyway. So we could take that vacation time and just relax. And I fucking love Florida. I would move there in a heartbeat. Um, wish I was from there, especially where we were in, where we were in Florida is fucking gorgeous. Um, I found the people super, super nice, much nicer and much friendlier than here in Vancouver, which is something I've heard from a lot of people. I know one of my really good friends is Australian and they're now in Toronto and they always tell me like the people in Vancouver are just like not nice and they're rude. And I'm like, and I was like, well, like, you know, like that's just like how it is everywhere. And they're like, no, like people are like nice other places. So I found Florida, like the people were just like super fucking friendly. They were just charming, I think. Yeah. And like, yeah, they were good looking people. Like on average, the average person there was like a very attractive human being. There was a lot more of those I guess for lack of a better word, like movie moments where guys would just like come up and pay your bill. Oh yeah. Or um send you drinks over. Like yeah. there was a lot more like that happened on the regular in Florida. Yeah, there's Whereas, like, more like, chivalrous I find there. Yeah, I can count on like one hand the amount of times that that's happened here. Oh God, you go to a bar in Vancouver and some goof would be like, let's do shots. And I'd be like, you got this, right? Yeah. <laughs> I cannot fuck with Vancouver guys, but no. But uh yeah, we were like We'd be sitting at the restaurant with, like, a girlfriend of ours, and then a guy would come up and, like, hand you a few hundred dollars and be like, hey, pretty girl shouldn't pay their own bill. Have a great night. Yeah. Like, just, like, out of the blue. Or we'd be sitting there, or sitting at a bar one night, before, one of the nights before, or last nights, and these guys just walked up and like, hey, what's your, what are you drinking? Let us grab that for you. And we're like, oh, thanks. And, and we got, like, espresso martinis. And then they walked away. They didn't even, like, try talking to us and bothering us. And then they brought the martinis and, like, have a great night and, like, took off again. And we're like, love it to see it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the, the guy that sent us over the champagne as well was Oh, yeah. Really nice. Yeah. The guy, like, one guy, another guy, different night, asked the, I guess, the server, like, what we were drinking. And it was champagne. So he bought us, like, a bottle of champagne. Yeah. Love that. Love that. You would just never see that here in Vancouver. Oh, God, no. No. Fuck no. Other than that, like for myself, since, you know, the recap of 2022, the first two and a half months, I've pretty much been taking a lot of time to myself and like falling back in love with reading. For the most part, I typically tend to read like memoirs or nonfiction books. And I used to love like the little cheesy, like escapist romance novels. And then we're in Florida. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to buy. Some like cheesy, like falling in love, like enemies to lovers books. And I think like at this point of recording, I've read 15 books this year. So I'm averaging, if I don't read anymore, which I will read, five books a month, which is like pretty decent for someone yeah. who actually is a busy person. But me and you were like powering through it. Also, the beaches in Florida are fucking insane. Oh my God, beautiful. Like, yeah, picturesque, like how does this exist beaches but then we, we had some really nice days of just like sitting on the beach reading and I like look over you and be like I love that you're such a fucking nerd too that like we we're like for hours just like silently reading books working on our tans like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I got I got some good good books uh read during that time and you you powered through quite a few as well yeah yourself. I think I'm up to nine yeah nine books and I'm I, pretty much forcing all my my finished ones on you but like, yeah, you have to well, read this now it's nice to be able to discuss the book with someone else yeah you know? like you like once we got back home you texted me and you like sent me a screenshot one of the pages like are you for real and I was like I <laughs> oh, know <laughs> but yeah it's like you always do that with movies and stuff but books are just such a commitment that it's kind of nice to hand books to other people and get their perspective of it too and which characters they liked I just love a book that you can read and you look up and it's been three hours 100% and one of the books I was reading um it happened one summer. 
can't remember the author. Tessa Bailey, I think, is the author. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. Uh, but it was about this, like, bougie L.A. girl who goes to this, like, uh, northwest, northwestern town, I think. Um, and it's, like, a shipping town where, like, they all, they're all fishermen. And she falls in love with this guy who's, like, secretly wealthy and, like, super, like, romantic and just charming. And I'm, like, reading this on this beach and, like, boats are going by. I'm like, ah. Like, <laughs> Immersive experience. Oh, I love it. Love to see it, yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of immersive experiences, we also did, like, five escape rooms. We did so many escape rooms. We ran out. Yeah, there's no more in Florida for you. Please leave. (laughs) Yeah, no, we had a really lovely time. Went down to Miami for a bit, which was nice. Um, Went to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, we went, like, kind of everywhere. But, yeah, love the trip. Hands down, especially the second time we went, hands down the best vacation I think I've ever had. Thanks. Had nothing to do with you. Uh, <laughs> I think it's got it had everything, everything to do, to do with you. Me. Uh, also, I am like gonna blind these poor viewers with the shine of my hair head right now. I um, put this new moisturizer on, and it's like dewy, <laughs> very, very shiny. A youthful glow, some might say. Yeah. Uh, what about work? What work updates do you have for the peoples? In the two months that I was on vacation. Truly yes. not much. Well, you worked in December and a bit of January. Because we haven't we haven't really spoke to them since like December. Too far back. Yeah. Blanking. I feel like December was underwhelming here. Yes. Um, that's what I have in my notes too, that December was the slowest I've ever seen it in the industry. Mm-hmm. Which and is then January disturbing. is typical typically slow. Yeah, I that's think. why we took it off because we're like, fuck it, January, February usually yeah. the slowest of the months. And yeah, so I noticed that like January and even like my girlfriends I spoke to, they, they said the same thing about December, that December was pretty much like shit mm-hmm. for the most part. Not like shit because it's still December and it's still like good, but it's not half as good as like they expected it to be. And then obviously I have like fear of missing out on money. So like when I was on vacation, I would like message my friends like, how's work? Like how much Dumb money am I shit. losing? <laughs> like, yeah. And like happily they told me, happily for me, that they told me that like January, February, um, and the start of March were like pretty like whatever. So I didn't feel yeah. too bad taking off like two plus months. Yeah. I haven't really worked at the club or PR or anything, obviously, cause we've been on vacation, but I've been working on my, uh, money schmans a little bit. Yeah. I think you're allowed to say only fans on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just like to think of ways to say it. I but do. <laughs> how's I that really been for you? It's been good. It's a slow growth. I'm still very much learning like online stuff is, is a tricky, tricky thing for me. It's a hard beast to tame. Yeah. As they say. (laughs) Just like not my realm really, but it's going okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, you have some like, your creative juices are flowing. Like the things you've been talking to me about and you're like, oh, I think I'll do this for OnlyFans. I'm like, you know, it's like, also it's just fun to like kind of tap into that side of you because sometimes our work doesn't really allow that a lot. Definitely. Yeah. The most creative things that I do, I'm like not always the most popular because they are quite niche. Like I do a lot of splooshing and like cake sitting i did nachos for super bowl Hungry. yeah they were oh, the fucking best looking nachos that did i've you eat ever them while you did it? no i know but they were the best looking nachos i've ever made and i'm like it feels like a waste but also i would eat it off my ass <laughs> we'll talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> <A> part two <laughs> Give us a moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I 
Do you remember a comment I got in December? Because you know me, I keep remember everything people say. And I remember, I can't remember if this was, oh, this was, this was at a club, I think. I think it was at a club. Um, you were with me. We were sitting at a table with a couple guys and we were talking to them and they were whatever, very nice. And then one of them turns to me, he's like, uh, I just want to be honest with you and not waste your time. Like, I don't like big boobs and I don't like big eyes. <laughs> And I'm sitting there being like, this is my guy. <laughs> what? Okay, big boobs, sure. Like, you're a pervert. You like flat-chested yeah. girls. Cool. But you, like, don't like big eyes? Like, I don't get... You, like, what is the opposite of big eyes? Beady eyes? Beady. Like, <laughs> tiny beady. beady. I want tiny, Crow tiny, like beady eyes. speck eyes. Like, <laughs> The more rat-like you look, the better. I was like, I was like, I like you look over with like my little flat chest, and I'm just like narrowing my eyes, eyes like, like, me. <laughs> like inching closer. <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? Um, but I, just, I remember like looking and like I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> like, well. Got up and left. I was like, whatever. Me, and my big bulgy eyes. Let me have my niche. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, it's weird. Um, but I thought that was a weird thing to say. Like, okay, big boobs, I get it. Like, there's guys that love really small tits. There's guys that, like, love literally non-existent, like, flat, uh, just nipples. There's guys that love, like, monstrous tits. Like, yeah, you know, the boob stuff, whatever. But, like, I've never had someone be like, I just want small, beady, beady lies. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, that's a new one for sure. Yeah. It's like someone being like, I don't like, well, I guess there's people that are out. Like, they would say I don't like big lips. Yeah, maybe. What I, was the uh, what was the I, I don't think, like Cardi B fake ass nails. Oh yeah, I saw like someone say that on something was like yeah, I don't like Cardi B fake Bye. nails. I'm like goodbye. Yeah, that was like one of the biggest takeaways. I also have noticed a trend. I can't remember if I talked about this in December episode. I don't think so. Maybe, but I talked to you about this at length. A trend towards skinny body is coming back into fashion. Um, and I've seen it. And I think like me, one of my girlfriends who does, um, uh, does, uh, camming. She says she's seen the trend even on camming as well. Um, I've noticed in the strip clubs more now. Um, and just like, and then you got to think like what's coming into fashion right now, like the Y2K fashion is coming right now. And like the Y2K fashion caters to a slender build. Yeah. With, like, low, low rise, rise jeans. So Unfortunately, that trend to like unrealistic expectations of what like a woman's body should look like, I feel like has come back into mm-hmm. uh, the strip clubs. And if you're someone working in a club right now or working in the industry, um, get get to us, <laughs> throw us a DM, let us know your thoughts on if you've noticed the trend going towards a more slender um, build being favored in the clubs or online. Um, I mean, I have to say though, like. I don't think that skinny ever went out of fashion. Of course not. Of course not, yeah. You know, you say unrealistic, like BBLs weren't for a lot of people, you know? I think that, yes, I think that that, like skinny is being pushed uh, a little bit more. I've seen that too, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think that if you take a step back, there's a wider spectrum too. Like I think because of, um, you know, what is it, Gen Z, TikTok and stuff, there is a lot more body acceptance. So even though this is kind of being pushed by uh, the media, I'm hoping that it'll just kind of 
die down or people will adapt to take, you know, the Y2K fashion to the more like, you know, an, an actual normal body. But yeah, I mean, I think being skinny is just as unrealistic as like girls having BBLs or, you know, like so many girls get altered in, in any which way. And it would just be nice to see a trend that's just like normal bodies. Yeah. No, I, I definitely I agree like with a normal body. I think um, plastic surgery is a lot more attainable than, or like uh, healthier than like eating disorder pushing, which I find like if like big boobs were in getting breast implants, like I don't, maybe it's cause I have plastic surgery um, and I've struggled with eating disorder. I definitely think yeah. me getting my boobs, that was a healthier choice than me starving no, myself and sure. throwing out my food to but, get skin. I mean, and I think I'm specifically thinking about like BBLs where girls either put on weight mm-hmm. to have it sucked out of them and put in their asses yeah. or have it, you know, don't need to put on the weight and have it sucked out of them and put in their asses. It's like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I do think that again, maybe that's healthier, but like you could also attain a skinny body by just having it sucked out of you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I do worry about the, the, uh, pro Anna movement coming back pro anorexia. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's definitely what I've seen. And uh, yeah, I just think it's, it's crazy how across the board in sex work with my other girlfriends who are in different avenues, they've noticed too, like guys requesting very, very petite girls mm-hmm. or like bony or like bony. Yeah, I that. want it to hurt when you give me a lap dance. But yeah, but <laughs> back when I was younger, that was, and people were like bony, like, mm-hmm. like it was like a compliment back in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that start to come back. But yeah, I've noticed in the clubs even like, it seems like there's a trend going for the men, the comments, the men, the comments men are making is more in favor of very slender bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting. If you guys have a, a take on that, throw us a message, an email, 50plustip at gmail.com or DM us at 50plustip on Instagram. I'm curious to hear what you guys think. So I have a random musing that I actually got off of SW Horror Stories Instagram. And the comment was, stop talking to people for free. And I'm just going to read it to you. And then you can give me your take on what you think about it. So it says, tip, treat your inquiries as if you are a receptionist at a spa. In quotes, sorry, we don't offer that here. And, oh, that's nice that you bought brought a dog. Anyways, we accept MasterCard or credit, MasterCard or Visa. Don't have conversations with your clients. Don't sweet talk. Don't argue. Don't get offended. Leave your body as pretend that your manager is watching you. But, like, your manager also doesn't want you wasting time on customers who won't buy. I used to say, he, he sounds good to their request. I used to tell them to fuck off. I used to argue with them. But no, your booking inquiry should take 15 minutes, any longer, and they're scamming you. Treat them like customers. Act professional. You will save so much time, and you will separate the time wasters from genuine bookings much easier. When they say, hey, babe, how's your week going? You don't say, good, how's yours? Straight up just say, good, thanks. How can I help? So many will say, oh, I hosted, want to have a converse, oh, I hosted, want to have a conversation, or okay, straight to business, haha, are you available? Would you rather call them out and make it known you are about the business or be scammed? They don't get anything from you until you have paid. And even if they have paid, they only pay for what they get. They don't get a free conversation before the booking, free pictures, free ego boosts, no. They get that during the booking. You are the experience. Don't sell yourself short and give away the experience for free by feeding into their hand. They want to scam you for more time. They want you to give them as much as possible. Also, don't tell them personal things or make excuses. 
If you're running 10 minutes late, keep it to simply, sorry, I got stuck in traffic. Don't tell them about how your car pooped on the floor or cat pooped on the floor. <laughs> your car. Look at the car you got. <laughs> it's one of those UK models. <laughs> your cat pooped on the floor and then your sister called about a breakup. Keep it professional, at least until you see them, because learning about you, getting to experience your personality only comes once they've paid. Thoughts? Um, I think it's a little bit difficult um, because I've never worked. I'm assuming this is full service sex work. Yeah, it's from sex worker horror stories, and I'm pretty sure she's a full service, but I think a lot of what she posts is relatable to in-club work as well. Yeah. So, like, the equivalent of that would be the girls that sit and talk for free before you ever get a champagne room, before you ever get a dance. I feel like it's different in the clubs, though, because it's not like you, you know, as she's saying, treat it like a receptionist, but imagine if 20 receptionists were running around the floor. Perfect. Then you, you're going to have to start paying people to get attention. You're going to start paying people for someone to sit with you. Which is, I think, no, how no. it should What be. I'm saying is, like, there's 20 people trying to sell the same thing as you running around the floor. You got, you, you do have to sort of, like, stand out to them in some way. And for a lot of people, that is, you know, being personable. That's how you sell. Like, I can understand if, like, they're looking specifically for a dance and they come up to you and they're like, hey, can I have a dance? Like, if they come up to you in the club, you know, they've called your office and you're like, great, what do you, like, how can I help you? As opposed to, like, when you are seeking them out, I feel like that's, it's a different playing field. Like, when someone comes up to you in the club, you're standing by the bar, someone comes up to you, and they're like, hey, and you're like, hey, how can I help you? Immediately, because they've come up to you, you know that they're interested in buying something, and then, you know, and then if they turn around being like, oh, I was just wondering how your day is, then you're like, you know, that's when it starts to get a little bit in the same realm as what you're talking about. But if there's five girls on the floor and there's two tables of guys and you approach them, you now have to kind of do an extra step to like, I mean, you can just go up to be like, Hey, do you want to dance? But the chances are when there's five other girls who have asked the same question, you're not really going to stand out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think, yeah, I think I would maybe throw like, Hey, how's your night going? Yeah. Would you like to go for a dance? Like, I would throw that in. I wouldn't do the extreme that she's saying in the strip club sense. But I, yeah. you know me. I work for money. I do not work for the compliments. I do not work for an ego boost. I do not work for drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it drives me crazy when I see girls sitting with customers for hours trying to sell a dance. Or, like, just, like, taking up space. And it's but like how, how do you know they're not being paid? But so many girls don't. Right. So many girls don't even think to get paid. They're just happy to get drunk or happy to, like get the guy's attention or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I feel like that's different to what I'm talking about though. I'm saying like it, it, for me, I don't function by just like walking around being like, Hey, how are you? Good. You do you want to dance? Like, yeah, that's no, just not really more girlfriend experience. Yeah, I'm exactly. And like, that works for me. And that's how I sell an hour, two hours, etc. Yeah. I definitely think that's also too, like the clubs you've been at. Mm-hmm. Like that would at the club, a lot of the clubs I worked at, that would not work. Like yeah. your hustle would not work because every other girl is like, you want to dance, you want to dance, you want to dance, and they're like hustlers like that, and they're gonna like, you're gonna sit with a guy, and they're gonna be like, hey, do you want to come for a dance with me? And they're gonna like take him from you because you're just sitting there. Do yeah. you know what I mean, like that's it's. I think that hustle of like, I'll be your best friend, and I'll sit with you, and we'll get to know each other, and you'll like yeah. we'll fall in love together. Like I think that works specifically at certain clubs mm-hmm. where every most of the other girls are also giving that experience. Um, 
like a lot of clubs I worked at, like you'll get fined if you're sitting with a customer. Right. Like, and if you're getting, if you're getting paid to be there, then you're, you're tipping out the club because you're sitting there. Mm-hmm. Like you're not just sitting there for free. But I guess like, so if you came up to a guy and he was like, you're like, hey, how are you? Do you want to go for a dance or whatever your like spiel is? Yeah. And then he was like, uh, I, yeah, I will in a bit. Or like, I want to get to know you first. I want to get to know you first. I know you're already a time waster. I will in a bit. I will say a couple lines to like judge how ready they are, why they don't want to go right now, have they just got in there. And then if I feel like they're really not going to go, I'll just be like, great, I'll come check on you a little bit. Like I'm not going to sit there and wait until they're ready. Yes, I think you have the same mentality as what she's saying. Yeah, I mean that just sounded very, I guess, to me harsh. And it wouldn't work in a dancer setting. Yeah. To be like, to like instantly go up to someone and be like, hey, like they're like, oh, hey, how are you? And you're like, how can I help you? You know, like, don't even ask how they are. Yeah. I just don't think it would work at a club. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think it's more, like, over text being that kind of short works um, or over the phone or whatever. Totally. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't really have that um, work experience because I don't do that type of work. Yeah, so I mean, in the club, you got to, like, you know, you find you find that middle ground. Yeah. I think, like, the, the premise of what she's saying is just, like, to not give people free labor. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you want to sugarcoat it in a certain way where you're like, you do respond with, how are you doing? How's your day going? You have great, whatever, you know, how do you guys hear for? And then you scurry off when they waste your time. I think her point is like people that are like, oh, I don't want to dance yet. Um, do you want to sit for a drink? Oh, okay. And they sit with them. Right. And yeah. And like give them so much of your emotional labor. And then half an hour later, the girl's like, so can we go for that dance? And I was like, oh, actually I'm good. Yeah. Like, it's like, I think that's what she's kind of getting at. Be like, don't be that person that's like falling to the trap of like, they're scamming you. Right. They're like pretending they're going to book or they're pretending they're going to get the dance or they're pretending they're going to go to the champagne with you eventually and they're getting all your emotional labor in the meantime and all your attention. Mm-hmm. Right. But I do think, I mean, I'm also like more harsh than you. Right. So like, I do agree if like I, if I was at a club and a guy was like, Hey, Hey, how are you? I'm like, I'm great. Would you want to go for a dance? Like that's yeah, just like came up to you absolutely yeah. because you've already done half the selling at that point. Yeah, they've already gotten up there, like off their ass, and come up to you. Yeah, it's a quick, it's quick work. It's harder when I find when you are then approaching them. Yeah, and it, to be honest, like I barely ever approach people. I, you know me, I typically stand back and like wait for you to come up to me um, because I do like the idea of like I'll get to know how your day's been when I'm getting paid. <laughs> like, I don't need to get to know what you and your bros are doing. That's that's that's. I don't need to. I don't care. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> But I do, I do like that she said that because I feel like, especially new girls, like, need to hear that stuff. Whether they are full service, like, this poster, or whether they're doing cl- just club work like us, yeah. um, the idea of, like, a lot of these guys do, it might sound harsh, like, want to scam you for free labor or free yeah. attention. Um, so being aware of that, knowing, like, okay, I will, for you, I will say, I'm doing good. How are you? And I might ask why they're there, but that's like where that, where the small talk stops. And then if they're not going to dance, then like, that's my point of like, okay, I've done enough, like to this, like I've offered enough of me for free now. So maybe not as harsh as she's saying, but having that like boundary of like, okay, now I see that you're like, you're stringing this along to get my attention for longer for free. Yeah. I'm just trying to picture it in like a serving setting, you know, like if you were at a restaurant and you're about to order a meal and someone was like, you know, you were like, oh, hi, like, how are you doing today? And she's like, good, thanks. What can I get you? You'd be like, that's like abrupt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess as a server, I was like that though. Like I was like, yeah, well. what do you, yeah, what do you, I'm doing great. What do you guys want to drink? Cause my 
Because my job is to serve you. Yeah. And I have like 30 other tables. Do you know what I mean? Like if it was slow or they're a regular of mine and I knew they tipped well, yeah, then I'd give you that time. But yeah. like maybe I also worked at places where like you get like a ruler thrown at you or like, you know what I mean? Like the, my, my boss is mean and like we did not have time to sit on our asses. Like, yeah, true. And I must say, I feel like the, the clear difference there would be that like a table would never... If you were like, oh, good, how are you? Like, it's a polite thing to just be like, oh, good, thanks. You know, we'll start with this. Yeah. As opposed to like at a strip club, they'll be like, it started when I was five. Like, and, and what makes what, what make you better than in. all these girls? Yeah. Why should I go with you instead? But like settle in to tell you the story. Yeah, it's like, truly. it was a polite response. Hold on the seat. You're like, fuck this. 100%. What else? So as you all know, I love you up. Jared Freed me up <laughs> we could have so much fun being on their podcast and god knows we've been trying to get on it and yeah. you know what they're missing out that's on you <laughs> but still message me <laughs> so as you know they do the red flag or deal breakers which yeah. we did a version of so should i stay or should i go now um we yeah should bring that, that back was in like if, uh, season two? I think so. We should bring that back every once in a while. But we're going to steal some of theirs from their red flag and deal breaker. And I want you to tell me what what you think. So the first one is, asks if you still have your student ID to get into the museum for free. We're 30 years old. Red flag or deal breaker. And for those <laughs> that don't know, red flag means like, that's kind of weird. But like, you know, I'd still stay if nothing else was wrong. Deal breaker is like, that's it. That's the count. Like, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm out. Like, fuck this. I feel like I need more context. Like that's the context. You guys are going on a date, and they're like, "Hey, do you have your student ID? Uh, we can get in for free that way." And you're 30 years old. Are you doing your doctorate? Like, is that the type of student you are? <laughs> Look, your girl loves <laughs> if a that deal. isn't if that isn't uh, if that isn't a glimpse into how you were when you're dating, you're well, maybe, well, maybe like you make excuses for me. I'd be like, "Fuck you, cheap fuck! Like, get out of here." I don't know. I do love a deal. But no, at 30? 30. A museum. A museum's not going to be like $800 to get into. Yeah. A deal breaker. 100% a deal breaker. <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone ever used a coupon on a date with me, I'd be like, what is happening right Even now? a Groupon? I would let you use a Groupon on a date with me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's full I stop love period. Deal. Just you. Just you. Next one. Red flag or deal breaker? Tells you he doesn't care about most of the stories you tell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're pointless, but still? Question mark? Red flag or deal breaker? <laughs> That's so mean. I also just want to know how that conversation came up. It's like, oh, you're not, oh, you're not listening, babe. Yeah, um, I don't really care about most of the stories you tell. I mean, I love the honesty. <laughs> My feelings couldn't. Deal breaker? <laughs> uh... I mean, I've definitely been with people that are like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck. But, like, I'm also that person, as you know. Like, I'm very blunt when we... <laughs> I can be a little horrid sometimes with, like, my bluntness. I don't do good with emotions. I don't do good with people that are crying or, like... Especially things that happened in the past, I think they should be over. So, remember... <laughs> one person was telling us one time about, like their friends like 
their ex's dad who died or something, and they were like, <laughs> and I was like, and it did come out a little harsher than intended, but I was like, yeah, people die. I remember when I was a kid and my granddad <laughs> passed away. So I was like six or seven. Uh-huh. And my grandma was like, obviously upset about it. Her husband just died. And I just looked at her. I was like, well, you know, grandma, we, we are born, we live, and then we die. <laughs> yeah. Little, little six-year-old Riley knew her shit. Why was six-year-old Riley tougher than you are now? <laughs> what happened? Who are you? But yeah. Yeah. So if someone was like, I don't really give a shit about your story, I'd be like, Okay. But most of the stories you tell, so... They didn't say all. Most? Do you think that you tell enough useless stories that you are not the talking about things that, that you do? probably do. Our listeners, listeners probably do. do. Do we tell? Yeah. <laughs> Question. Throw us an Instagram message. Uh, okay, so that's a deal breaker for you. I truly, like, it depends. If they were, if the conversation went, like, they were always ignoring me. And I was like, hey, but I feel like you're ignoring me. And they were like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck about what you talk about. And I'd be like, oof. Okay, we should probably, like, you know, r- review this relationship. So maybe a deal breaker. Lean towards deal breaker. Yeah. I just think that, like, at some point you're talking about things that you actually care about. And for them to turn around and be like, I actually don't care about any of this. <laughs> Could you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, red flag or deal breaker. They're waiting for a sign from God before no. they kiss you. Oh. No. <laughs> before they kiss you. Throw a Bible at him. Kiss him bit up. Here's a sign, bitch. <laughs> There's the door, bitch. Um, <laughs> no, that's a deal breaker for me. That's just like a little too religy for me. A little too lidge lidge? A little too lidge. Yeah. Um, and I just know that we're going to have uh, disagreements on other things that are not kissing. Yeah, I <laughs> cannot really see myself with someone who is super religious, besides maybe Jewish. I could, mm-hmm. I could fuck with Jews, um, obviously. <laughs> but um, other than that, I'd fuck with Catholics for my dad, Jews for my mom. like, <laughs> And that's the extent of it. Um, but, yeah, the whole, like, I'm waiting for a sign from God. i like, and eh, we're out. I wouldn't even need, like, the full thing. I'd be like, we're waiting for a sign from God. Oh, okay. <laughs> Check, please. Thank you and your Groupon. <laughs> you and your Groupon. Student ID ass, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Give me my ID back. <laughs> no more free museums for you. <laughs> okay, red flag or deal breaker. Invites you over to cook Valentine's Day dinner, and there's no table. Or cookware. And then the mid-30s. What was his plan? Or their plan? Like, no cookware, like, plates? I guess. Or, like, pots and pans? <laughs> There's, like, I mean, it's, it's a deal-breaker for me, because you gotta get your life together. Like, did you just move to the country? Mid-30s. Did you just move to the country? Yesterday? This morning. Yeah. Like an hour before I got here. <laughs> um, yeah, no. It's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. I just don't like anyone who is that. Like, to me, it just reads very childish. 
And the, the least attractive thing about a grown-ass man is, like, childish behavior. You know that that guy has, like, a navy blue bedspread with, like, that one yellow pillow. Oh, what a yellow pillow? <laughs> with no, with no, uh, what's called on it? No, it does, but it's half off all the time. <laughs> Left corner, always out. Uh, you also know that in his shower, he has, like, the remnants of a soap bar. Oh, yeah. Just, like, three little pieces that he, like... Yeah, yeah, scrubs <laughs> on himself. To get. And then, like, seven and one ball body hair, like, yeah. <laughs> shampoo. Yeah. And I feel like his name is, I like, Kyle. I think I've dated this guy. This <laughs> is Steven. Kyle or Brad. Yeah. Jack. Oh, my hated God. Hated Jack. It's a... John. Hated John. Yeah. Uh, okay, next one. So it's a deal breaker for both of us. Oh, I should give you the percentage. 69% said deal breaker. 31% said red flag. Uh, 86% said they would not be with a god guy. That I was waiting for the sign. Yeah. And 89% said that they would not stay with someone if they said that they didn't care about any of his stories. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, the museum one, people were like 72% was like, it's just a red flag. I'll yeah. Give you my free ID. Yep, broke ass bitch. All right. Next one. Red flag or deal breaker? They hit on your sister. <laughs> I feel like that's so relatable for you. Go on. <laughs> Say less. Um, yeah, it's going to be a deal breaker for me. Leave her alone. <laughs> Leave her alone. Yeah, I mean, hitting on anyone, like, it's regardless of sister, like, you're together and there's, like willy-nilly hitting on people like i don't know that's kind of weird the whole thing is weird a guy i dated hit on my mom a girl you dated hit on your mom? guy i dated hit on my mom like I mean, in she's a, a babe way? but like in a joking way i think that like if she was single it wouldn't have been in a joking way <laughs> okay um uh is my mom hotter than me <laughs> Uh, 95% said they deal breaker. Red flag or deal breaker. Dating nine months only wants to see you on the weekends. The fuck are you doing on the week? Working. Riley, people work. What are you doing that you can't? And they don't want to hear your shitty stories. (laughs) (laughs) They want to see a museum. Full price. (laughs) Um... I like a schedule. But I work on the weekends. But maybe if he was working that much, you didn't have to. You're a kept woman now. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> Living my life in luxury. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, it's kind of a red flag. I love it. Love to see it. Love that for me. Not even a red flag. No. Full Fuck green light. Make us money. <laughs> work weekends too. <laughs> <laughs> Work every day. <laughs> Dating nine months only wants to see you one hour on a Sunday. Perfect. <laughs> Love that for me. See you Sunday. <laughs> see if I can make it. Uh, yeah, no, I like it. I like guys that's busy. Busy yeah. men don't have time to fuck around. But that it doesn't say that they're busy. It just says that they only want to see you on weekends. Where is the week yeah. girlfriend and can she pick up a shift if I'm busy? <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Uh, I mean... Nine months and I'd already be living with them, so. And only wants to see you on the weekends. During the week, they're like, the fuck out. 
In all fairness, that was a lot of my relationships. My exes worked a lot. And like, it's fine. But you're really missing the point here. Doesn't want to see you in the week. <laughs> Let me have this is my museum ID card, okay? <laughs> You'd be like, well maybe. I love a deal. <laughs> okay, next one. Red flag or deal breaker. They don't know how to eat steak with a fork and knife. They just eat it like a burger. <laughs> You're like in a fancy restaurant, they're like, medium rare, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Do they, like, smush the potatoes, like, yes. fries together to make the bun? Yeah. That's exactly what he does. And then, and then he picks up, he has, his hands are dirty, and he picks up his dick like <laughs> You know this guy's been, like, wiping his hand Probably on, like, like, the tablecloth. <laughs> Ew. He has shit in his teeth when he tries to kiss you. Wow, you took me really bad with this one. <laughs> But the thing to me, the issue here is they don't know how. Yeah, that's that's the right like point. who raised you? Literally wolves? Like I don't get it. <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> he's like, what the fuck is this? Is that the only thing he doesn't know how to eat with a fork and knife? They don't know how to eat steak with a fork and knife. Specifically, everything he's else like, is fine. Uh, but steak, good. they're like steak. No, confused. Does not compute. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> well, thirty-four percent agree with you. Thirty-four percent said that. It was just a red flag. I just have, I have questions. You would need to be a very wealthy person to get away with this in a restaurant. And maybe they are. Okay, well then, you know what? Come here, daddy. <laughs> I know you've been busy working. Do you think when it's like a little <laughs> filet, they have to like, it's like a, a slider burger? Oh God. Okay, also for the weekend one, 75% says a deal breaker. Yeah, because it's weird. I'm sorry, you date unemployed men, okay? Uh, red flag or deal breaker. Mutual friends warn you not to date them. Red flag. I like to live life dangerously. That's pretty wrong. <laughs> uh, 57% said red flag. I think I... It would depend on, like, what the warning is. Like, most friends would be like, don't date them. They'll be yeah. like, don't date them because, you know, they, you know, they have crazy... Baby mama or like something like that. Yeah. You know, like there's certain things I'd be like, okay, you know what? I don't need to learn this the hard way. <laughs> like, I, I agree. So I think it's a middle one for me. Red flag or deal breaker. They were still with their ex during your first date and broke up with her the next week. The next week? The next week. Not even that night. They the like found they thought about you it for and they were like, yeah. They want to see if you'd put out. <laughs> no, that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. It's not for you. Like you can pull your shit together to just break up with your girlfriend before we went on a date. So how do you know that's a deal breaker? So how do you know that he's not out there like going on dates while you're together, just waiting for someone quote unquote better? Yeah, I'm. I'm a Brit. I'm a burst your bubble. They all are doing that. <laughs> Men are truly like that where they do not like go of one branch until they have another to grab onto. And if there's one thing I've learned about men, it's 100 percent like that. That they really will not break up with their girlfriend until they already know who they're jumping to. But yeah, no, I feel like, yeah, I feel like men do that very often. So if a guy was, if I was on a date with a guy and then a week later he broke up with his girlfriend, yeah, I don't know, whatever. 
like, do I know about it going into the date? Would I go on the date knowing it? Mm-hmm. Like, probably not. No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No, probably not. <laughs> like, well, no. <laughs> it's recorded? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. If they were like, hey, I have a girlfriend. Let's go on a date. I'd be like, is she coming? <laughs> Should I bring a double date? Um, but if afterwards we had a really, really good date... And then we were talking and he's like, hey, like I said, I was on like the tail end of a relationship and it was like wrapping up and we're like officially broken up now. I don't know. People don't. It I, wouldn't be like you think that men monkey brunch and you think that a guy is going to say that shit. And you think a guy is going to say that shit to you? No, he, you're you found out randomly ages and he's like, oh, yeah, but like I broke up with her. Like a week after our date, so it's fine. So like, we're at together at this point when I find out? You're already together. Um, like he's, I'm sorry, but he's not having that mature conversation of, listen, I was on the tail end of a relationship. Like, nah, you found out from his fucking phone or because his girlfriend like hit you up being like, you know, we were together when you guys went on a date, right? Yeah. I mean, I did find that out, but I was like a couple years into the relationship. And at that point, I mean, at it's that like, point, you- do you know what I mean? Like, that, so that's why like, it's. If we had gone on a really good date, and then a week later he messaged me like, "Hey, just so you know, you know, me and my ex were like seeing if we want to try it, but like in the over the last weekend, like we decided like it's not worth it." Yeah, you're not getting that. No, I'm giving conversation credit for me yeah. and your adult. Yeah. No, I if I wasn't like if I wasn't finding this late into the relationship, I would have ended it. But I found out when I was already like in yeah. like in love with the person and living together and all that, right? But yeah, deal breaker for most people, eighty percent. But yeah, I do agree with you being like. Are they going to do it to me? Yeah, a thousand percent. Which is like, I mean, I, I just assume most people are going to do that to you because that's just what most people do. Uh, <laughs> I say the best for last. <laughs> Red flag or deal breaker? His mom's nickname for him is Daddy. No. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> I Not need even to know the inflection of the voice when she says that. It's like, daddy. Ew. <laughs> it's like, daddy. <laughs> do you think she just is a real monotone? Daddy, can you do this? Uh, daddy, I, can you? <clears throat> daddy, daddy, clean your room. <laughs> daddy, clean your fucking room, daddy. <laughs> daddy, did you get to take the trash out? Don't even take the trash out. You grounded, daddy. <laughs> daddy, did you see you last night? <laughs> daddy, what time did you come <laughs> Daddy, did you get a B on, on your history paper? Daddy? Yo, grounded. <laughs> daddy. Why is this so daddy? Uh, or is she like, Daddy, can you take... Daddy. <laughs> daddy, have you done the dishes? And Daddy. Uh, daddy, take me shopping. No, Daddy, I'm going to take you shopping because you need new school shoes. <laughs> Daddy needs a new backpack. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's a combination of that. I think it depends on the mood. <laughs> I think either way it's wrong. I think it swings all Like, over. how would you say that, like, not sexual? And how did he get the nickname is what I need to know. Like, how yeah. did that nickname come into fruition? I need to know. Like, I'm just thinking, like, yelling through the house, Daddy, did you do the laundry? <laughs> and then her husband comes out, she's like, I was talking to Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why she's British now. 
Do you think we have siblings? And do you think that like... Mommy? Yeah. Papa. 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 Yeah. What do you think she calls her husband? Son. <laughs> Son. Offspring. Uh, Grandpa. <laughs> Grandpapa. Uh, <laughs> so is it a deal breaker for you? Yeah. <laughs> is that a real talk? Are we staying or... It's probably a deal breaker. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I want to like get in between fat. This family matters. I don't want to have a thruple. You know, <laughs> not on their terms. On your terms. <laughs> Who's better using? Um, I just don't I, think that I could introduce them to my parents. <laughs> and like have this is be like, this is Jack. Yeah, also goes by Daddy, <laughs> not by me, by his mom. His mom. <laughs> but like, could you imagine family dinner? And, like, it's you and him and your parents and his parents. And he's like, Daddy, can you pass me the mashed potatoes? <laughs> but, like, honestly... My parents would be like... It's do you think it'd be more awkward... Okay, do you think it'd be more awkward if... Okay, I'll do, like, a two-level thing. Do you think it'd be more awkward at... At the family dinner table, you, daddy, and the mom, your parents, you, daddy, you, daddy, his mom, your parents, your mom and father, daddy, mom, yeah. uh, dad and daddy, dad, daddy, mom, mom, and uh, you think it'd be more awkward if she said, like the mother to yeah. daddy said, daddy, can you pass the mashed potatoes? And your dad said yes? Or do you think it'd be more awkward if you called him daddy in front of your parents? And you're like, daddy, can you? Oh Who my do you think God. it's more awkward saying daddy for? Me or his <laughs> mom? I kind of think I think it's awkward. awkward that even in this like hypothetical situation that I've gotten myself into this. I think it's awkward that you're both fighting over who gets called daddy. But, but I think it'd be more awkward for me because like... I would hope that if you heard a mother call her son daddy, you would be like, oh, they're fucking. Like, I would hope that that, that I hope. Yeah, we like, hope. people hope. Is this? <laughs> but like, this it has like to a be weird, a joke. It has, it's like, a, yeah, weird family joke. But if I were to call my man daddy in front of my parents, they're like, oh, they're, they're into some shit. And I don't really want my parents thinking about me getting like railed from behind in my ass banged, being like, daddy, fuck me. Fuck yeah, daddy. Do you know what I mean? So like, I think it'd be more awkward if I called my boyfriend daddy in front of my parents. And also, like, if they call him daddy, I'd be like, these guys are freaks. Oh, weird. Like, I could be on the side. <laughs> my family could talk shit about the Some of this. <laughs> you know, all these losers. <laughs> As was like, I'm the weirdo that's like, daddy. Fuck me up, daddy. Yeah, I think it's for sure more awkward for me to say it. But I would fully question my decisions if I ended up in that situation. I would fully question, like, if there's, like, a, you know, a diddling situation happening. I just, yeah, I have so many questions. I, I really wish they'd given us more, any more. Anyways, 88% said deal breaker, but 12%, we're kind of here for it. All right, y'all freaks. <laughs> y'all nasty. <laughs> um, okay, we have a fuck ton of listener questions because we've been on hiatus. I only pulled out a few. Um, most of them, I, if I didn't get them on the podcast, I hopefully replied to you. Um, via email or DMs because I couldn't, I knew we wouldn't have time to get through everything. But the first listener question, happy new year to you. <laughs> a little late. Sorry. Uh, I love your podcast so much. Is there an outlet where listeners can write in questions to the show? 
Also, I heard you mention you were going to or may already be teaching lap dance classes. Would that be available online by any chance? I'd love to learn from you. Well, yes, you found the outlet to ask questions. <laughs> you are here. Yeah, also, if you sign up to our Patreon, the first level will just be um, tipping. The second level will have uh, priority listener questions as well. So if you write in there, we will push your questions to kind of the front of the queue. Um, and then for lap, uh, lap dance courses, anything like that, we might have something in the tiers there for early access or perhaps other goodies. Yeah. So your other question about the lap dance courses. Yeah, I've, I've taught them on and off. Um, they're originally in person and then I did some online. Online. Obviously, I do prefer in person because I find that you just get a better connection with the group. You can do better at critiquing when you're seeing something done in person, especially the physical aspect of it. Um, and I just like face-to-face -face interactions, but obviously with COVID everything, I had to go online, which is also the nice thing about that was that I got to connect with people around the world. There are people coming in through all over the world that wouldn't obviously be able to be in-person classes. So I will be doing more of those. Um, I might have an in-person one for those located locally, and then I will hopefully do an online one for those listeners and followers that are abroad. Um, but yeah, I will post about that when I figure it out. And like Riley said, um, we might throw some little like bonuses to those that are on the Patreon on either early access or free class or um, yeah, some kind of like contest or something fun to do. So yeah, look out for that as well. Next question. I listened to the 100th episode on my run this morning and the part where you and Riley are teeing off on the guys who ask about titty size and they need laugh. Bruh. Ask, ask if they have any concept of what a double H or a B is. I design clothes to fit women and have a rudimentary understanding of varying bust sizes. As if some muppet at the strip club has any clue the difference between a 34D and a 34C. Just shut up and watch them bounce and tuck a 50 between them. Acting like they're some kind of titty connoisseur. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I'm I'm putting it on a t-shirt. Is it what now? Titty connoisseur. Literally, we are, though. Yeah. Truly. New merch dropping soon. New merch, yeah. Oh, that's another thing. It is coming. I promise merch is coming for 50 Plus Tip. You guys have been asking for a long time, and we've been mulling it about and trying to think of how to get the ball rolling and get it going and how we're going to make the best quality stuff for the most reasonable price and what kind of styles you guys want. So do look out um, for stories because we do want your guys' opinion on what kind of stuff and kind of merch you want, um, whether it be crop tops, tank tops, sweatpants, um, bags, etc. So mm -hmm. Again, Patreon will have first access to that um, and also uh, be able to put your input in a little bit more. We'll put it on the stories as well. But if you're on the Patreon, um, we will take your um, your consideration your, preferences into consideration as well yeah definitely for sure but yes i i love that here's because men know fuck all about tits you're right unless they are literally a boob doctor those are the only men i care about they're being <laughs> on boobs next one here just wondering what your definition of intimacy is in the context of the club i've just started stripping and my partner is having issues with me being intimate with other men to me this is a non-issue because i see intimacy as being a mostly emotional thing whereas lap dances at least for me are purely physical you're acting, essentially. He doesn't see it this way at all, and it's a real point of contention. Just curious how you and Riley view this as a more experienced sex workers. Thank you. Okay, what are your thoughts on that regarding 
what your definition of intimacy is in the context of the club and her boyfriend having an issue with the intimacy? Um, I guess that's, it's kind of hard to answer because I feel like we need his definition of intimacy. Like, what is it that bothers him? Is it the emotional stuff or is it the physical stuff? Because to me, I think, I mean, after so long in the industry too, you just are so detached from the physical aspect of it. Like when you're doing a lap dance, I'm not, I'm just thinking about like what my next move is. If I'm going to stand on this fucking guy's toe with his, um, with my heel. Why everyone, sorry? Mechanical. Yeah, exactly. Like why every one of the guys sit with their knees open, but then their feet together. So you can't get in between them. I get people squeezing me with their knees. Ah. I wish they'd open their legs. They squeeze (laughs) me. And then I'm like, stop. And I'm like, they're like, they're like koaling my legs. I'm like, open your fucking legs. Like truly squeezing my legs. Um, I don't know why they do it. Get the fuck off me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's just mechanical. Like, I think if you talk to any dancer, be like, what do you think about what you're giving a lap dance? You're like, I don't know. my grocery list. Groceries. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Um, I would say that the most intimate part for me or like how I see intimacy is getting to know the real me. Getting like, actual private information about my, yeah. me. Um, so unless you're like willingly telling everybody that type of thing, that's what I mean. It's like you, you need to know what the other person thinks is intimate. Yeah. I think she, yeah, she thinks she's more curious about like what our experiences with that. I think, I think her mindset is very similar to ours. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, while it may be like intimate for the customer, it's, at least for me, it's it's work and it's mechanical and it's like, you know, just going through the motions and doing my job and providing this, harsh to say, like one-sided intimate experience, yeah. right? Um, you know, I'm providing this like this fantasy um, and it is acting and I'm not getting aroused or emotionally invested into whatever customer I'm dancing for yeah. or doing a champagne room with. Um, and like you said, the customers at the club aren't getting like the real me, you know, they're getting this facade or this fantasy and this dream girl of what they want to be spending their money on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're like, they're getting this kind of this fake version of you and then your partner gets like the real you. And in my experience, unfortunately, I've learned it's very, very hard for people that are not in the industry to wrap their head around that and to be able to kind of compartmentalize this type of work and then true intimacy in your real life. Um, I don't know if a square um, and someone who has no experience in the industry will ever fully get that. Like, I think the closest thing would be, like, an actor. Yeah. And, like, and how they're having, like, these sex scenes or these, like, you know, intimate scenes, kissing scenes or whatever, which is more intimate than a a lap dance for sure. Um, And then they go home to their wife or their husband. Yeah. Yeah, there must be something about being able to compartmentalize because actors do it all the time, you know. No, I agree. I think, the, I mean, the main difference is that there is stigma associated with sex work and there isn't with acting. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think with regards to this listener, I, I agree with what you're saying. I agree with, like, the fact that this isn't the real intimacy in your eyes and it's just work. Um, and you'll get better, I think, at being able to compartmentalize. Or maybe it's bad. <laughs> it's worse. That we're grocery list, grocery listing. Um, the longer in the industry and definitely a conversation worth having with your partner. And unfortunately there, it might be a make it or break it for you and your partner, especially if this is new to you 
and it might not be what he, you know, in quotes, signed up for when you guys got together. Um, he might not be able to ever come to terms with that. And if he can't, then like, I guess you got to have to decide if, if it's what you choose, if you choose doing the job you want to do, or if you choose the relationship, unfortunately, as harsh as that sounds, sometimes that's, it comes down to it, that somebody just can't cope with dating a sex worker. Yeah. It's frustrating that as sex workers, we have to, um, you know, consider this, or it's almost an ultimatum for people, um, whereas no other job or hardly any other job um, requires that, you know, like you don't really hear of people breaking up with their partner because, you know, they're a nurse or because they're X, Y, and Z. Um, Even though like, it's just such an ode to the fact that people feel entitled to uh, their partner's sexuality because of like a a mononormative society. Mm -hmm. And that's something we've talked about before too. Yeah. Um, That like you don't owe your partner your sexuality. Exactly. Like it's your sexuality is very much a part of who you are. Mm -hmm. Same with, you know, your brain, your humor, your personality, and yet you're free to use any of those in a job, yet you can't your sexuality. Like it just, Mm -hmm. it's a very possessive mindset. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, imagine if you had, imagine if you had such an insecure partner. They're like, you can't make anyone else laugh. I'm the only person you <laughs> yeah. can laugh with. Like, what? I'm gonna break up with you because you're a stand-up comic, and laughing is my like. You, you're la- like comedy belongs to me. I would never let Jared food. I would never. Yeah, <laughs> you're like you got. I would never. Down. I would never make you stop being a stand-up. <laughs> Just kidding. Um. Yeah, I agree. Next, quite and and obviously like. If we, if we talk about one of your questions, write us in and let us know, like, if you agree with what we said, if it, like, where you are in that situation, if you've talked to him now about it. I know some of these came in quite a while back, and I mm. never was able to get to them because I was enjoying my own life. And, um, yeah, message us and let us know where you're at now and how it's, how it's gone. Dear Danica, dot, 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 and Riley. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for my 15 minutes of fame. I believe that I wrote that email before episode 86 came out. I realized I was not very clear about how much and often a customer should tip. I was not thinking about dance specifically. My question was in regards to when the dancer is sitting at the table with you. The subject of dances may or may not have been addressed. It could be a slow day. I am a day tipper or day day tripper and hopefully day tipper. And the dancer doesn't want to just sit by herself and play with her phone. So she just sits. She does want to sit by herself, trust me. Uh, P.S. How do you feel about a patron asking the DJ to play a certain set of songs for a particular dancer? Perhaps he's hoping the dancer will ask DJ who the particular patron was so she can either tell him to never do that fucking shit again or tell him, thank you, I really liked your selection. Personally, when I do this, I go to the stage and identify myself as the one who requested the songs. In the club that I work at, you're either a stage girl or a VIP girl, so I don't do stage. But I could imagine those who do stage you've already spoken to the DJ about what type of songs that you'd like to dance to, what makes you feel the sexiest, what you like to move to, what you, songs you know, because it's, I could imagine it's so awkward if you don't have like a proper set to go up there and not know any of the songs that come up. Like if you want to request some songs, talk to the dancer. If you want to see a dancer dance to specific songs, ask them and then ask them to ask the DJ if they want to do it. You know, don't, force your songs upon her because it's your fantasy for her to dance to it. hundred percent. I, I, I think it's, I think it would be so weird 
if a person went to the DJ and requested the music that I danced on stage as if I'm like a doll and they own me. Like, why would you not ask me first, hey, would you be able to ask the DJ to play the song when you dance? And then it's my prerogative if I do that or not. And you should also tip me for dancing to your music. A thousand percent you should be tipping me to dance to your music. Um, Also, like, as someone who competitively danced for many years, like, I don't know, I know how to dance to certain songs. I know which songs make a good routine. I know what songs feed the room better than others or like have a better feel for the room. Um, and like, are just going to hype the room up or set the sexy tone or like whatever it be. There's like certain times for certain songs. And like, if you're going to play like, Oh my gosh, I've been at clubs before where it's an older DJ on, it's like, I don't know, midday, like a mid afternoon and they play music that you're just like, this makes people want to cry and leave. And you're like, what are you doing? You should not be, like, a daytime DJ because you're just, like, killing the vibe in here. And it's making... Yeah, it's just terrible. So just, yeah, ask the dancer to put a song on and let it be her prerogative she does and then tip her when she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would be so annoyed if someone else picked my music for me. <laughs> Especially because you've already, like... I know that girls that work, um, like, other places where you have to go on stage, sometimes you have a deal with the DJ of, like, hey, I'm going to tip you to play these songs because these are the ones I like to dance to. And so to someone to like overwrite that without consulting you feels very, yeah, as you said, sort of like puppeteering you. Yeah, like take to the extreme. Imagine if like you had your costumes and then like some guy came into the room, like took your costumes and put out like new costumes he wanted you to wear on stage for him. Yeah. And didn't tip you. Like, ew. (laughs) I know that's an extreme, but it's like the same thing. Like when I think of my music and my costumes, it's all the whole experience I'm providing. yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that drove me crazy. Um, regards to the tipping question that we addressed last time that he's saying it's like not for the dances, but for you sitting with them. Um, I would expect like a hundred to sit down. Mm-hmm. That's just me. And I'd stay for maybe 10 minutes for that hundred. <laughs> Cause yeah. you got to think like dances are 50 plus. Um, so if I'm sitting with you for 10 minutes, that's potentially three songs. You're saving 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not like, I mean, at least like hundred bucks to sit down and then like a 20 or 50, like as they stay sitting. Yeah. Or if you, if your club sells half hour or hours, you know, go by that. And then obviously like give it, like if you're not dancing or whatever it is, like sure it can be less than that. Um, if that's what the dancer is comfortable with as well. But at the same time, like you say she doesn't want to sit by herself on her phone, but Maybe she does. Yeah, maybe she does. Or, like, if she's not getting paid, maybe she doesn't want to give that emotional labor. If she comes up to you and sits down and is, like, not worried about getting money and there's truly nobody else in the other club and she doesn't want to be on her phone, like, that's a different story. But are you just perceiving that she doesn't want to sit by herself and so you ask her to sit down? Or did she come up to you and is like, listen, I'm just really bored. Can I sit with you? Yeah. Still tip her. (laughs) Absolutely still still tip her. (laughs) Um, because she's still giving emotional labor, which is what you came to the club yeah. for. Um, but yeah, I would just maybe like do a little bit of a reality check. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Next one here. Hello, I'm in a group chat of dancers and one mentioned learning new lap dance moves from you in an online class. Is there a recording of that I could purchase? I'm at a loss for new moves and could really use some inspiration. Um, how fun and creepy that y'all are in a group chat. <laughs> talking about me uh love that um adding to the group chat rude 
Uh, yes, as we are addressed, um, I'll post more about it on the podcast page and in the Patreon. Um, but it is in the works. New new classes online and in person. Hello, Danica. I'll include Riley, but they didn't say it. They just ignored you. Uh, how are you? I haven't been following the podcast lately. Rude. As all my podcast consumption time was taken by two of my friends' podcasts, so I'll have some catching up to do. I simply want to tell you two exciting things because I think your podcast has helped with the current development of my life. First, I started microdosing with Bright Future, which is a, a sponsor of ours from last season, and I freaking love it. Wow, true magic. And then I got really into discovering the world of mushrooms and fungi through their mycelium. Anyways, it's great. In second, I started stripping. Woohoo, finally got to it. I started in November, but I've had my third shift yesterday because the holidays happened and the restrictions, etc. So all to say that I love it so much and only in three shifts, I've started to feel more com- comfortable. Anyways, that's all. Thank you so much for what you con- what you contributed to the world. I'm very grateful. Have a good one. Yeah, lovely. It's always nice to hear when you guys like our sponsors and you like what they're providing and Bright Bright Future is a great company so I definitely recommend you guys checking them out if you're into microdosing or you're at all curious about that and that's awesome that you started dancing and that you're getting more comfortable and you're kind of getting uh getting your uh stripper legs yay go team question for the podcast how do you handle it if a guy gets in quotes grabby either during a dance or on the floor in a one-way touch club do you give him a gentle warning or tell him to fuck off immediately? Thank you. Love you, ladies. I like to give a gentle and cheeky warning because, I mean, obviously it depends how aggressive they, if they go straight for like the crotch shot, then like that's an immediate, <laughs> that's an immediate no. But if they just like get carried away in the, in the ambiance of things and their hands start to like spider up, Oh, I know, I'm sorry. But you know what I mean? Like, it just, like, you know, whatever. They start to, like, trace up a little bit. I like to um, just, like, give a gentle, like, cheeky reminder. Like, oh, you know, that's not for here. Or, you know, I'm going to have to make you sit on your hands. Or um, I know you can behave better than that. You know, just, like, little things that don't make them feel embarrassed that maybe they have been caught up in the moment and pushed a boundary Um, but you, and then you don't hurt your income by being like, fuck off. Um, unless of course it's been super disrespectful and they've just like gone for something that's way out of your boundary, like gone for your nipples or like, yeah, the crush shot or a little taint touch. Yeah. The taint tickle. Um, yeah, (laughs) I will definitely read the person. Um, if they're super drunk, I'll be more aggressive about it. If they're being cheap (laughs) or trying to be cheap, I'll be more aggressive. Um, if they're just annoying, I'll be more aggressive. Um, if they're the a level, man, I'll be more aggressive. Yeah. If, if they, they look penis, at me, I'll they, be more aggressive. If they have a face. If they have, <laughs> um, yeah. It depends on like what level they're touching. Um, I don't like people touching me as a rule in life in general, um, unless you're my partner. So I will be like, obviously reading the room. I will either... Because at work, I can be either a very dominant personality and that really sells for me. If that's the personality I'm in during that dance, I'd be like, like, I'll just be more aggressive because I can get away with it and they like that dominant. If I've like, you know, put on more of like a, like, innocent, like (laughs) personality, then I'll be a little softer with it. But like the softest I'll probably be is being like, no, no, 
<laughs> like that's probably the softest I'll be and I'll like shake my finger in their face and then like laugh it off and do like a hair flick or something. Um, if they do it again, then I'll be like, don't fucking do that. Or I'll be like, if you do like, okay, dance is over. But like, I just have like very little chill with people disrespecting my boundaries. And again, like I believe not all money is good money. So if you're trying to grope me and you're making me uncomfortable, like there's 30,000 other men who will happily give me money to look at me from across the room and not try to grope me. So, um, I'll give you one, like somewhat gentle, like no, no. Or like, yeah, you're not in your hands. You can't mm-hmm. behave. Um, you get or the like you're, they're going to make us end this song. If you keep doing that, like, like talking like a child to them, if they don't take that hint, then I'm like, okay, we're done here. Mm-hmm. And that's why you always get your money up front. Yes. So if they do something goofy like that, you've already been paid and you have the power to end the song. All righty. Last one here. Hey, I just listened to your baby stripper pod and was wondering your thoughts on becoming a stripper in your early 30s. My friend does it and she mentioned I should have come and work with her. But my age is worrying me, especially because I've never done it before and the competition with so many young girls. I'm messaging you on this creepy account with no picture only because I'm embarrassed to reach out. But I'm a real and very normal person just after some advice and thoughts from someone in the industry. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Um, so this one the ones that kind of... Uh, Reminding me to tell you guys if you are messaging from like a creepy account, like <laughs> give me a heads up. So what are your thoughts on someone becoming a stripper in their early 30s? Which is an age you have not got to yet. Yeah. Um, I would say do it. If you want to become a stripper, there's no wrong time to start. I know that we've come across several uh, women who started in their 30s, kept going until they were almost 40, um, you know, started very late um, in terms of like the sex worker age. Um, but you just might have to find the shift that works for you. Like if you, if you're competing against 50, 60 younger girls, maybe a Friday and a Saturday shift aren't going to be your best bet when like the quote unquote younger crowd are coming in. Um, but maybe you would make bank on like a Tuesday afternoon when you're getting the businessmen who are coming in and they don't want to sit with a, so someone with a 30, 40 year old age difference to them and they have nothing in common to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is no wrong age of starting stripping. It might be a small learning curve about what works best for you, but you know, we've had a bunch of porn stars in like on the podcast and all of them said it's barely legal or MILF. So mm-hmm. if you can hit that MILF, you are suddenly catering to a bunch of people in the strip club that no one else can cater to. 100%. I completely agree. One of my girlfriends was dancing well into her 40s, and she said she, like, appealed to a larger audience now because the older gentlemen were felt more relatable to her. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't feel like a creep being attracted to her because they weren't, like, 40 years younger than her, or that she wasn't 40 years younger than them. And the younger guys were like, what a hot MILF. Like, that's, like, one of the biggest searched porn things in the world so yeah. like yeah people love the hot older woman um and 30 you're not a milf you're not old so um well you could be a male if you could have kids by all means but you're not like an old hag i don't yeah myself. you're not quite into the grandma porn yet yeah you're not quite there yet you're not like jima yeah. uh, so yeah give it a try um and also like it sounds really cheesy but you know you'll never be as young as you are right now so, like, you're going to be 35 and look back and be like, fuck, 31 was not old. And then you're going to be 40 and be like, 31 was so young. Like, yeah. even when I was 19, I felt old. And then I got 25, I was like, fuck, 19 is like a baby. And then now I'm in my 30s and I'm like, fuck, mid-20s is so young. So, also, like, 
yeah, like you just have one life. Like you don't want to be in your deathbed being like, I wish I'd start dancing at 30. I could have made so much money. Like what if, like there's a reason I love that saying, like I'd rather life of oh well than what ifs. Like go to the club, maybe fucking hate it, never do it again. Okay, oh well. But it would suck to be in your 40s, 50s, thinking back, like, what if I had just tried it? Mm-hmm. Um, and you also already have the support system of your friend being there, which is huge to have someone kind of, like, to potentially take you under their wing and help you. Plus, you have our podcast. You are so welcome. Yeah. No, I think absolutely give it a go. And also, I think there is something really great about, you know, already knowing who you are before getting into sex work because this industry can really mold you. And I think that people will be able to see the confidence in who you are and it will come across, you know, as something, as as being really authentic. And I think a lot of like the younger people miss that mark of wanting to be this like bubbly, girly stripper. And some people are really like that and that's great. But a lot of people in the club, you know, feedback that I really get is, um, I didn't expect to, you to be so like real I guess, or like authentic. And I think that you can really hit that mark when you are in sort of like the, the mid to later range of the, of a dancer. And I think, yeah, you can just really cater to, as you said, a wider audience. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So that's it for this episode of questions. Uh, if I didn't get to your, if, if I didn't get to your question, get on that Patreon, send them in, I will pick questions from there each week and we will go through them together and unpack them, Riley and I. But yeah, definitely check out the Patreon. Um, I will link it in the bio on the Instagram. Anything else to add before we let them go? Uh, Yes, if you guys have access to John Oliver at all, um, his last segment of his show, um, I believe it's on Crave. If you're a Canadian, I'm not really sure what it's on if you are uh, not Canadian. But he did a segment of why you should listen to sex workers. Um, he talked about uh, foster a sifter. He talked about legalization. He talked about group decriminalization. Um, I'm not always a huge fan of him. I find some of his jokes a little much, but I think that um, he did a pretty good job from somebody not in um, you know, the industry discussing this. Uh, there was a lot of voices um in clips talking about or you know from sex workers talking about how they felt about it um so yeah it's uh, good to check out that's awesome yeah i don't think i've ever actually listened to any of his stuff to be honest um when you first said to me i thought you went jamie oliver i was like like the cook (laughs) that's cool no no he's a i believe he's he's an ugly guy i know ugly white guy yeah and he wears glasses or something right yeah, yeah, I looked him up. I think I know which one it is. Um, but yeah, check that out. Check out the Patreon. Check out the links in our bio. Mm, DM. Check out this video. Is it there? Check out this video. Check out this video on Patreon. You guys want to see what the fuck we look like. We're like half gremlins today. Yeah, we like don't look as gremlin-y as we usually do when we record. So um, check it out. You guys can see what the faces are behind our super intellectual conversations weekly. <laughs> As always, you can find us on Instagram at 50plusatip or email at 50plusatip at gmail.com or our website, 50plusatip.com. Yeah, slide to the DMs, email, throw us some questions, check out the Patreon. We love connecting with you guys. It makes us so happy to hear from you, especially when you guys are all over the world. It's a really cool way to connect with you all. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for continually asking us to get our asses back on the recordings and get the new season out. It has finally begun, and you guys are going to 
absolutely fucking love this season. We have so many dope interviews coming up and you guys are really, really going to enjoy it. So yeah. Thank you as always for listening. Have a wonderful week and happy whoring. Bye. Goodbye.